Hello, everyone. Welcome back again to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. I am Juwan Arrington, and if you're just now tuning in for the first time, what we do here on this show is we go all over the Quad Cities, and we invite some of the coolest people on here who are doing some of the coolest things, and we just bring them on here. We chat for a little bit, talk about them, talk about some things that they're working on, and hopefully you can come out with a few nuggets that can help move you along in your life. So with that being said, I am super excited to have an amazing woman who is doing some really cool things in the entrepreneurial world here in the QC. Her name is Katie Thompson, and she is the owner of the market Journey to Joy in Moline. Katie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me here today. It's exciting to see you, be able to talk to everyone too. Well, thank you for coming on here. I know you're a very busy woman. You have a lot going on here, so I definitely appreciate your time. Absolutely. All right. So for everyone out there who doesn't know who you are, just go ahead and just let everyone know who is Katie Thompson. Yeah, that's a long-winded story. If you do follow the market, you know that it goes like this. Hey, it's me, Katie T, owner and curator of The Market, A Journey to Joy. I am a small business owner here in the Quad Cities. I grew up about an hour away in a really tiny farm town, made the big hour truck outside of my farm town and landed in the Quad Cities and decided that this will be home and married have five kids. We just had our first grandchild, which most people wow. are like, Grandma, how? Um, we have some age gaps in our family. But very exciting to be a small business owner here in the Quad Cities in this supportive area with people who stick around and love small business. Love it. Love it. And we're definitely going to get into that part of sticking around reinvesting here in the community but first i really just want to talk to you about like what really kind of sparked your interest in wanting to be a business owner well i spent 10 years in the nonprofit industry working with youth uh, from education programs to feeding programs and found myself in a situation where um, i needed a career shift for my family and myself and my husband is an entrepreneur as well. And he said, Katie, this time, instead of just looking for something to fill your time, why don't you find something that when you wake up every day, you're, you have a burning passion for it. You're excited about it. And just sit with that for a while. He really wanted me to sit. I'm not a sitter. Uh, and just sit and think and mull things over. And it didn't take very long. I love interacting with people. I love meeting new people. But coming from a helping profession prior to this, I knew that what was going to be important to me was that there was going to be the connection between continuing to help people while continuing on my own journey. So becoming a small business owner obviously lends you and affords you the opportunity to make your own schedule and be your own boss, things that were really, really appealing. But I also quickly realized that not everyone can adjust their life to being a business owner. It's a very scary leap to not have a steady paycheck or health insurance or benefits and saying, okay, I'm going to figure it out. So that's where my platform kind of came together was to say, there's things I love. I love home decor. I love clothes. I love weekend markets. I love small business owners. How can I marry all these things together 
and create a life that I'm passionate about and be able to wake up with that energy. So really having that zest for living an untraditional life is what gave me the final push of being an entrepreneur. So when you started the market, was that your, your first like big leap or was there anything before that? There was before that. Um, I love design work. I love, like I said, home decor. And so I started through her eyes designs, which is a home remodeling and decorating company. I still dabble in that. Uh, we're actually going to break ground on a kitchen remodel next week. And I love that the, the concept between, from through her eyes was that my daughter, Charlie, our youngest child at the time, um, she was just hitting about a year old. And we were talking with a friend and I told him, I just want Charlie to be really, when she gets older, I want her to be proud of me. I want her to be able to look at her mama and say all these things that mama taught her. And my friend said back to me something along the lines of, in Charlie's eyes, you're always going to be an amazing person. And so that's where through her eyes birthed, um, through Charlie's eyes. So I dabbled in remodels and decor work, loved it, loved meeting people. Um, but for me personally, I need more human interaction. And so doing a remodel job, I mean, when you finish, like it is a really proud feeling but you don't interact with a lot of people, people on the daily basis. And so I needed that. So then along came the market. Nice. And with the market, it's been blowing up this last year. It's been amazing. I'm seeing it all over the place and seeing so many different other entrepreneurs that are latched on to what you have got going on. So let's go ahead and just talk about it then. How did the market come to be? Well, quickly, for one, that's the word that goes along with like the Thompsons in general. We move fast. I love a weekend market. I, one of my favorite memories with my mom is Erickson's Craft Show in Milan. When I was a little girl, every May and October, we'd load up in the car, we would drive up, and we would shop all the crafters and vendors. And of course, like as you grow into your adolescent years and you know, college years, things kind of, those traditions start to fade away. But my mom and I started doing that again, going out to these craft shows more or less. And um, I really started to hone in on the product and the value of a small business owners, a small maker's time that they invest into their product and thought to myself, like, we miss out on so much. If, if it rains, we live in the Midwest. If it rains on a Saturday, I'm probably not going to make it out to a weekend market or if it's blistering hot or if my kids have activities going on, there's so many dynamics of life that you might miss some of your favorite makers, crafters, or curators. And I'm a very odd 30 something in that online shopping, just not my jam. Like I want to be able to smell the candle. I want to feel mm -hmm. the shirt. I, I want all of that in-person interaction. And so I said to my husband, we were in Texas on a vacation with a, a set of friends. And I told them 2019 is going to be my year. No idea what that means, but like, it's going to be my, my year. I'm doing it. And we walked through a concept similar to the market. It was a very large store set up booth style with miniature storefronts, all sorts of product, but 
the shop owners weren't there. It was staffed by a group of people at one community counter. And we left there and I thought that was really cool. I got to shop so many stores and so many small business owners. I don't know what those small business owners are doing right now. Maybe they're making more product. Maybe they're home with their families. And so I came home and thought to myself, why can't we have that? Why can't we have this awesome platform where what's holding back so many small business owners is it's hard to run a storefront. That's a lot of time commitment to put in and it's a lot of overhead. Why can't we spread that amongst ourselves and create this multi-vendor platform where shoppers can get a taste of so many things that you might taste or receive at a weekend market that you might miss because of the weather or the other factors of life. And then being able to amplify these small business owners so that they can continue to build their platforms, whether it is more online sales or it is in-person sales that they might not have been able to do before. So I collected 40 small business owners through community meetings and reaching out uh, over the internet and explaining the concept. And we opened the market, this 4,000 square feet space of booths and miniature storefronts and areas that you can touch, taste, smell, feel, and get really good quality handmade curated goods. Yeah. And you had this awesome space in the spotlight theater and yeah. downtown Moline. How, how did you secure that spot? Cause that's, that's some serious real estate right there. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So uh, a couple of my friends, had purchased that building and there's a funny story that goes along with the market landing in the spotlight. Um, they had purchased the building, the theater was up and going and they were looking at all the other spaces within the building saying, how do we create more opportunity within this building and utilize the space? And one of their discussions has been that they wanted to put a bar in so that during theater performances or weddings that, Patrons would have somewhere to go get a drink and it would be very comfortable and eclectic and cool. So they were hosting a party and I went to the party trying to wiggle my way into scoring the design job for the bar. <laughs> so a little bit backwards, not going towards the market. And I ended up getting a building tour and we landed in the market space and it was ugly. Like before the market was in there, it was pink carpet that was old, pink walls. I'm not talking about cool pink. I'm talking about like mm, old. And we went home from that and I continued to talk to them about designing the bar uh, and didn't feel super passionate about it. And then a couple weeks later, I told my husband, I said, I think, I think I'm onto it. Like that space we walked through at the spotlight there's historic value. There is the cool architecture. You can literally say to any Quad City and like, it's the big castle building at the foot of 74. Yeah. And you should know, if you don't know, once you drive by, you're like, oh, that's what she's talking about. Yep. And so we moved in and became a part of the Spotlight community. Right there, a piece of Moline history and able to refurbish it and make it into something fun. Very cool. So you said you have 40 vendors in there now? Yeah. Yep. We have wow. 40. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. That's 40 different personalities with 40 different businesses, but 
it brings so much energy in life. And what and what's it like from their perspective to be able to? Because I know a lot of these vendors, like I, I know some of them personally, and yeah. for them, like they're just doing, you know, online sales or just selling out of their house. And now here they have like in, the the ability to have an actual storefront. What's that response been like? Really cool. Um, some people are very nervous about it uh, because you have space that needs to be full and needs to look like a store continually, um, which creates demand for them to continue to produce. But some stories that I've heard are things like for my curated collection vendors, they're able to apply for new product now that they weren't able to receive before because they had to have a physical location that they sold out of. It couldn't be for online sales. So it's opened them up to expanding their businesses to bring in new product. Other people being able to go to a weekend market where they have hundreds of people through their booth who will say things like, oh my gosh, this popcorn is amazing popcorn. I love it. Where can I get it regularly? And now they have a physical address that they can hand out and say, hey, anytime you want more, here's where you can go get more. So we've collected these stories where they've shared these stories with me of the physical space lending them the opportunity to continue to build on their own personal brands. And some have goals and aspirations to open their own storefront and I will be their supporter and cheerleader the whole time that they're on that mission for their next step. If this is a building block, fantastic. If it's their forever home, that's fantastic too. So how do you, how does it work then with you and the vendors? It's like, how do they go about getting the space? Like, is it like per month or how, how does that work out? Yeah. So all of them are there in six month contracts with me. Uh, and that's actually the most common question I get over social media is how do you become a vendor? I do curate the collection of vendors. There's not a first come, first serve, there's a spot open, who wants it type of thing. Because I know that the consumer that comes into the store has an expectation too. They don't want to see a repetitive product amongst the booth. They want the variety. Um, they want the quality that's there too. So that does lead to some hard conversations at times. Uh, because as small business owners, we all think we have the best product to offer mm -hmm. ever. And it doesn't mean that if you don't make it into the market that you don't have the best product ever, it just might not be time. And so curating the collection lends me the opportunity to, to look at like what small business owners that are applying to be a part of the market are out there like hitting the pavement, spreading their awareness of their business. And it's something that is beyond a hobby for them and it's something that they want to pursue with passion and that excites me to help them along the way with that yeah so so you're looking for like people who are who are serious about what they're doing right is, is that kind of yeah. what i'm getting yeah and it's sprinkled in there there's some hobbyists and that's okay if it's smaller hobbies with quality product but the platform is really built to support the small business owner that is there's a list of goals dreams and aspirations and they're trying to benchmark and hit those so that i can assist in that and building for them and with them cool so what are i know you have like 40 but what are like 
some of the shops in there, like for someone who hasn't gone to the market yet, what can they expect? Yeah. So when you walk in, you're going to walk into a winding path of booths and you're going to weave your way first through home decor and bath and body care. We have a variety from modern to farmhouse style. And then in bath and body care, a lot of natural products that are locally made here in the Quad Cities. Uh, And bath and body care is expansive in what it can offer, right? Like everything from shave cream to basics of lotion and soap bath bombs. We can sell the mess out of bath bombs. And then you're going to find our candle section. And then we do have a section that's oriented towards younger children with clothes and toys, um, items that they need. And then we have a full pet section too. So we, we don't forget about the dog moms out there and dog dads. And then you work your way into our clothing boutique. So we have nine clothing vendors that offer everything that you could imagine. Athletic wear, Uh, formal wear, date night attire. And one thing that I hear back to is that, and that is like my kind of proud moment, a granddaughter can come in with her mother and her grandmother, and all three will find something that appeals to their age, their phase of life. It's not geared towards one population, one age segment. There's something literally for everyone. And there's snacks. Don't forget snacks. We have snacks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I know my buddy Alan Parker, he has he sells his, his little pieces out of there too, right? Yeah, so Alan was a original vendor that signed up and he cooks downstairs. So he's actually like a whole building mate where he produces his pizzas downstairs in the commercial kitchen in our building. So he's always at work for sure. So pizzas, um, we have popcorn, we have cookies, the best salsa in the Quad Cities, Lockdown 14 Good Salsa. Um, yeah, so a little, like I said, you really can't leave without finding something that appeals to you, man or woman. That sounds so cool. That sounds so cool. So let's kind of talk about things that have been going on this year, because obviously there's been a, a lot that's been going on on this mm-hmm. year, obviously with the current situation. Like how how have you been handling that and everything that's been going on this year? Uh, Great question. (laughs) Uh, In the heat of all of it, I was, I refused to sit down, right? Like I felt like we had two options. We had the option of folding and I don't mean as a business. I just mean as humans, like we could fold over and say, I'm, I can't right now. This is too much for me, which is totally fine. Or you could like charge forward. Uh, my, my mental state and my emotional state made me charge forward in order to like survive quarantine. And so what we ended up doing, I had to break my own uh, issues with online sales. And we launched a website in 48 hours for online sales and had a terrific response from the community uh, with that platform. And then that's being responsible for displaying 40 business owners products in a way that is acceptable to them very quickly. Uh, And that was important to me, right? That I responded to COVID quickly, that we actually shut down before the governor had asked us to for the health and welfare of our employees and the community. And so we launched this website and I thought, okay, this is cool, right? Like 
we're generating sales and we're getting product out to people, but we were supposed to launch our spring line shortly after shutdown and our seasonal launches are our, our biggest days, right? Like it's a community party. I usually bring in food trucks, the bars open. I try to find live music to be there. So it's a full on festival to launch a new seasonal collection. We couldn't do that. And so that felt crappy and it was our one year anniversary as well. So that should have been like birthday party to the max. And so what I decided to do is host a live sale online. So uh, Aaron Howard from Howard Health Quarters came in and he hung out with me and we did live sales and we sweat and talked through three hours of displaying product and letting people buy it online live. Super exciting, huge response. I'll never be able to adequately thank the Quad City region for supporting us during that time. So then we just kept pushing through those months until we got the green light to open the doors back up. Now reflecting on it, I was thoroughly exhausted. Um, It was probably harder to push through that time in those phases of operating the business more so than it was opening the doors the first day that we truly opened to the public. You have to be good to yourself, right? You forget because you have to, you feel the desire to keep pushing. And I felt responsible for 40 small businesses. And although it kept me going, I also reflect on it now like, okay, here's some notes. If we have to COVID close again, here's things that I'll do differently. And one thing that I've noticed with a lot of people, and I've spoken to several people. Who are, who are obviously because we're all going through this at the same time. And right. one thing I've noticed is that people have really been able to like reinvent themselves during this. Oh, time. absolutely. Have you, have you felt that at all? Yeah. I mean, you're pushed out of your box, right? Like, I pushed against online sales. That's the whole platform of the store. I had to learn it. And one of my key phrases, everyone in my close circle knows. If I don't have to learn something new, I don't want to because someone else already knows how to do it and I'll just ask them for help. Well, I know several people, right, that could have launched this online store for me, but we needed to quarantine. So I had to learn how to do it. So I had to break my own rules and learn something new that I really didn't want to learn and just do it. And so, yeah. Uh, that's part of reinventing who you are and it and reinventing while sharing right like so many people had I I felt around me so many people had such heavy hard feelings during the initial phases of COVID closures that it felt vastly important to me to show people the good parts of the day Right. So like I would start my day at the shop with a dance party. I would turn on Lizzo and I was going to bust out some of my little moves and we were going to get that shipping going. And that was important to me at the time to share that side of my life. That way other people felt like, okay, I can get up and do it today. Even if it's just today, I can do it today. That's awesome. And I'm just so impressed by everyone 
in the Quad Cities who are just finding new ways to still go about doing their business while under all these different restrictions. My goodness. And like, and just seeing all the different businesses that are coming together and are, who are helping each other out at the same time to stay afloat as well. Like one of my last guests, Tony and Haley, they came up with this rebirth project where they're selling t-shirts and they're giving the money from those t-shirts to help out other local businesses who have been impacted by COVID. Yeah. We saw that actually in the market. So uh, a very similar concept, our neighbors in the building, Lillian Pine, Katie and her mom, Kathy, are the owners of that company. And during specific weeks, they would take a percentage of their sales and give it to other small businesses here in the Quad Cities that were having really rough impacts from the closure. You know, that so many of us had the opportunity to tap into our creativity and break through with new mods and modal models for how we could generate some of our income back. But there's other businesses and organizations that you could be the most creative person in the world, but because of your exact industry, there's, there's just nothing that you could do. So to watch the owners of Lily and Pine who are Mark, you know, part of the market and part of the spotlight community to say, Hey, even though we're going through something too, we're going to give back to our other small business friends that just amplified all of us, right? Like there's something we can be doing. So I think together as a community, people really solidly came together. Cool. And now that you are able to to open back up, like how are you, how are you doing things differently now just to keep people, you know, safe around each other in this environment? Yeah, so we require masks in the store, uh, which is hot topic discussion. Uh, you know, some people are, we have been very lucky, I should say. All of the people that have come into the shop have been very compliant with the rules that we have for mask wearing and have been very understanding that that's what we require and they're there to shop and they'll do it beyond disinfecting. Uh, at this point, I don't think we can go through any more disinfectant. <laughs> And our, our landlords actually installed hand sanitizing stations at all the main entrances. So when you come into the building, you're able to sanitize right away since you've touched the door handles, which to me felt really great as a tenant in the building that they were taking some proactive measures for us as well. Um, so we do our best. We, we won't host large gatherings right now, even though the market is very much known for hosting events and parties and festivities we even with the 50 person um, gathering for us we'll just wait because we're an indoor facility and so until things alleviate and i can feel good about people being in close proximity we'll just open our doors for the normal shopping hours and provide the hand sanitizer and keep those masks on while we're shopping very cool well i'm gonna go ahead and switch gears now to a fun section of the podcast that i call the crow's nest and okay. that's where I ask you some hot seat questions here. Just some fun little questions here. I have written down my notebook. Okay. And I am going to ask you three questions and uh, one through 10. So I will let you just pick a number and we'll just go from there. All right. Number four. All right. Number four. What are three words you use to describe yourself? Passionate 
energetic, sassy. All right. Why so? Uh, well, I had to use sassy because resting the face is three words itself. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm often reminded that I have a very strong RBF. Um, but my friends also will tease me that my RBF gets really intense when the best ideas are coming out. So some oh, of my wow. close, yeah, my close friends know what's happening in the, the scrunchy, serious, cranky face um, where people I'm just getting to know, I might have to remind like, this is not, this isn't a bad sign. This is a good sign of what's happening. So sassy, um, energetic. I'm just energetic. I like to rest when I'm at home and able, but for the most part, like I want to go out and be around people and talk and get to know you and energize the people around me, which takes energy and passionate. I forever, you will always know what's important to me and what my missions are and what I believe in right away when you, when you meet me. All right. All right. Going on to the second question. Okay, uh, let's do number three. What is something you live by? Something I live by? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a quote master too, so I really want to bust out a quote. I would say um, I live by... Uh, the expression about um, we we're not inadequate. We are born to be a light, right? So, and we're powerful beyond our own measures. The quote. Uh, I think that for me, tapping into not not shrinking and not becoming small and being proud enough to live boldly and loudly even though it might be out of the comfort zone for others and tapping into those passions that I have and saying I'm going to live this big bold life and I'm not inadequate it's just new things that I need to learn if I do it all feel inadequate there's power in all of us and we need to use that power Awesome. That was, that was great. I like that a lot. Thanks. All right. And last one, last question. Number 10. All right. Number 10. If you could pick a theme song for your life, what would it be? Oh, shoot. Oh, that's tough. I move all over music. Hmm. I guess right now I would go with my hand in the screen, inappropriate. Um, I think I'd go with, well, oh, that's hard. That's really, really hard. I'm going to do the song Be a Light. I think right now that's the most appropriate. Be a Light. Who's that by? Great question. A country singer. I had phased out of country music for like a solid 12 years. And then we went to Nashville last year and I was like, I love country music again. I'm going to listen to it. So all I know is the song title is Be A Light. I don't have my artist down yet. All right. I'm sure someone out there will, will track it down. 
<laughs> yeah, Google will answer it. For sure. All right. Well, there you go, Katie. You did it. You have survived the crow's nest. Phew! All right. So before we go ahead and, and wrap things up here, how can people find you both online world and in the real world? How can they find you? All right. So online world, you're going to go to www.themarketajourneytojoy.com. Same thing on Facebook. Uh, very active on Facebook, Instagram. I have to remind myself uh, to get on there aside from stories. And then physical location, the Spotlight Theater and Event Center, 1800 7th Avenue in Moline, right in the heart of the 74 Bridge construction. So you loop around those bright yellow cones, you're going to make it into the building. We're on second floor, so you're just going to come upstairs. It is also a fully handicap accessible building. So any wheelchairs, baby strollers, anything can make it throughout our entire building. All right. Well, Katie, thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing with us about all the cool things you have going on. I definitely appreciate you and all the cool things that you're doing here in the Quad Cities. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm happy to share and happy to be here. Awesome. And everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Stay subscribed to us on iTunes. Stay followed to us on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, all the things so you know exactly when the next episode is going to drop. Thank you all again. Take care of yourselves. Fly high. And I'll see you soon. <laughs>